Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on, warriors. We're going to make it. everyone to another episode of the unqualified therapist we are feeling lucky today are you feeling lucky oh hell yeah (laughs) i i said it and i said it and i said it and then i hit i put in my juror number and my birth date and it said amy l Baumgartner does not need to report to jury duty oh hell yeah that is some luck right there because that is the luck of the draw that it really truly is yeah Yeah. I was like, whoa. Now, under normal circumstances, if I wasn't so busy with work and kids, I'd be like, give it to me. Like, let me let me get down there and like solve the murder and (laughs) whatever you need for me. I'm here. (laughs) It would be like a case about like a parking violation or something. I know. Or like somebody misused some money or something. I'd be like, boring. (laughs) Murder. That's so wrong. But yet at the same very time, wrong. very, very I'm, wrong. I mean, you want justice. Wrong. You want to be the one that finds the justice. Of course. Of course. I want order. I want the law and the order. The reason that you're saying boring to misusing money is because you're like, you and I have the like, um, I almost said Peter Pan. That's not what I want to say. What's the the guy who robs from the the Pete, rich the pie it, no it is it's a uh, robin, no. robin hood because we have yeah. the robin hood complex like we want to rob from the rich and give to the oh, poor oh yeah so that's why you're like that's boring because i would be like yeah whatever not guilty <laughs> it, unless it was like a really rich person stealing from the poor yes yeah exactly then i'd be like law and order coming to you now ding, ding. this juror <laughs> juror number eight okay wow Wow, we got off on a little tangent there. We sure did. We sure did. Sarah, I have a problem. That's because you have lacked focus. You don't have any focus anymore. That is what my problem that is a problem <laughs> I'm about to tell you about. I drank my last magic mind yesterday. No. Now what? I need to wait for it to come in the mail. I was too slow to get the order in. But now I got my subscription. Nice. How do you feel? Do you feel a difference today when you didn't have it? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Um, it's not like I can't function. It's not like I'm coming off something. It's just yeah. that, you know, I can tell a difference in terms of my focus or my alertness or the quickness with which I become alive, alert, yeah. and awake. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, it's over. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know Magic Mind has been a real, a real blessing. <laughs> it's like helping, giving me that, that extra added focus and kick in the butt in terms of some energy that I've needed. When I use my inhaler, it gives me energy, but it makes me like shake from the inside out where like my whole entire chest is shaking and like my hands are shaking. And I feel like that sometimes if I drink too much coffee, but Magic Mind doesn't make me feel like that. It gives me the focus and like energy is not even the right word because I don't feel like alertness. It's alertness. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to describe it. And we've had some friends and family who have used our code and got their own magic mind. I'm excited to hear their stories as well. We'll have to have them call in on our little voicemail and leave a little message on how it's working for them. Absolutely. I mean, I just love voicemail. So, you know, know, anytime you want to send a voicemail, send it on over. Head to our website. The code is THERAPIST20. And you can remember that it's plural because there are two of us. (laughs) You get two unqualified therapists that equal (laughs) still an unqualified therapist. (laughs) (laughs) But now that we have Magic Mind, we are focused unqualified therapists. Yeah, so much better to research with. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so go ahead and check that out. We will put the link in the show notes and make sure you use our code. Yes, magicmind.co, code THERAPISTS20. We kicked off this show asking if the other felt lucky, and that is not by accident. We're talking about luck this week. You know, and this is absolutely nothing new. I understand that I'm, I'm, we've been around the block, but I love trends, and I love to watch shit come back around. (laughs) And so this one just kind of really grabbed my interest. And then Sarah happened to watch something else on luck that was different. And I don't know, it just seemed like the perfect companion to talking about luckiest girls. Is it luckiest girl syndrome or is? Yeah, it is. It's called lucky girl syndrome. If you don't know, I'll give it to you real quick. There are two girls sitting in a car eating noodles and... (laughs) This is literally what's happening. Now, now I've done quite a bit of research. So apparently there is someone before them. They are not they are not the originator. There is a woman before them. She's doing her makeup talking about it. And then these two girls are saying, you know, this is what we did and this is how we kept saying I'm the luckiest girl and everything goes my way, sometimes even better or everything works out for me. And they're telling stories of how this has worked for them. And then it just kind of went viral. And that was that. Yeah. And I watched that <laughs> noodle eating <laughs> yes, the noodles venture um, TikTok. And so I got to hear their their take on it. But I was very intrigued and I was brought up in this really like toxic negativity vibe and along with the toxic positivity vibe so like my ew yeah <laughs> double so, like, my family, right it was so it was kind of bizarre so my family was always like you know everything's great and we're just gonna you know pull up our bootstraps and keep going and because we're we're gonna just pretend like nothing bad has happened but then on the other side my parents would constantly say to me well of course that happened my, my main name is Anderson. Of course that happened. It's the Anderson Black Cloud. 
and Ew. like that was how I was raised my so Randy and I were talking about it my husband and I the other night I mean I spent years hearing about the Anderson Black Cloud anytime anything bad happened that was what they said to me you're like the butcher in the show exactly <laughs> Um, serious question. This is like not something that we planned or anything, but how did you find this video? Did it okay. like just pop up or something? I email subscribed to a, an ungodly amount of different businesses to do, you know, when it's like to get this code to get yeah. something off or whatever. And then so, you don't unsubscribe. And then I don't unsubscribe and I never open the emails. So I just delete everything. <laughs> so I just sit and mass delete things like once a week I go into my email and do this. For some reason, I opened one of the emails that I had that was a subscription. And it's this man who works with authors. So I used to read his emails all the time. And then I just stopped because he was always trying to sell something. And I was like, I can't. Um, absolutely. So this one email that I opened, it was not trying to sell anything. He was talking about making your own luck and making your own way and kind of changing your thought process. And then he just linked this video that I'm about to tell you about. And so I watched it and it was just totally random. I mean, supposedly, but I believe that it's not totally random. I think I was supposed to watch it and totally change my thought processes around this. So that just happened to coincide with me saying, have you heard of lucky girl syndrome? Yes. What? <laughs> this is not me acting. This is me no, literally like, cause holy... we haven't talked about it. No, we haven't. Okay. All right, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, we're listening, we're following, and tell everybody about this video because I found it fascinating. There is a man in the UK, his name is Darren Brown, and he's quite famous over there. He does have a Netflix special. So I knew who he was initially before even watching this because I had watched that Netflix special. He is an illusionist, but he also spends a lot of time doing these experiments that are social experiments where he puts people in certain situations he thinks that he can kind of predict how it's going to go. So this one was that he wanted to create a town that believed in this lore of a lucky statue that they already had in the town. So it's a town in the UK called Todmorden. And I just love how they talk and how they say that. Todmorden. A lot of the people who live in the town own the businesses within the town. And there is near the cemetery this statue of a dog. Instead of Darren Brown coming in as this like everybody knows who he is there. So if he came in, they would be like, oh, suspicious, what's happening? <laughs> so instead of him, he sent in a well-known journalist so that like when she came in and was saying, I'm doing a story on this lucky dog, people would believe it. So she spent three months in Todmorden where they started to plant these seeds that this was a lucky dog. And they set up a video camera near the statue to capture people going and patting the dog on the head to see if they got lucky afterwards it was so funny to watch because most of the people were like oh, i've never heard of that story i've never heard of that story and then there was one guy that they interviewed and they're like have you heard of the lucky dog and he's like oh yeah my grand's been telling me about that for years <laughs> i was like that's really funny <laughs> i laughed so hard because i was like is he just saying that or yeah yeah <laughs> i think so mm -hmm. so then they went and they kind of pulled about five different people that have contrasting views on luck and the two that really stood out to me there's a window dresser who really believed in luck and she thought that that the more you thought about being lucky the more you thought about being happy that the luckier and happier that you were and then there was a butcher who said his quote was if i didn't have bad luck i would have no luck at all so he truly believed that he was just very unlucky 
And he listed a whole bunch of stuff. He's like, all of these things happened to me. This proves that I'm just unlucky. All of these great things happened to my brother, which proves he's this lucky man. And I just didn't get that side of things. So they had them both go and pat the dog and see if anything happened. You know, they were like, oh, I got a winning lottery ticket. So like the lottery tickets that they're talking about, because they're all like, I won the lottery that night after I pat the dog. It was like 10 pounds or 45 pounds, I think the one woman said. So, you know, small amounts. But then what they did with the butcher, when they asked him, did you have anything lucky happen? And he said, no, they decided they were going to create lucky circumstances for this man. So they put these things directly in his pathway. They put a winning lottery ticket. It was a fake one, but he really would have won this TV if he would have scratched the lottery ticket. They put that in his mail. They put a market research person outside of his butcher shop and they (laughs) asked people, they're like, hey, can you answer? It's just one question, one question that you have to answer. And the question was, can you name five cuts of beef? And he's a butcher, so he would have been able to do that. But he ignored them and he's like, I'll be back in five minutes. And he never went back. But everybody who answered, they were giving 20 pounds to. So he missed out on this opportunity to just get even a little bit of money to get this free TV. He missed those opportunities. Then they put a 50 pound note like in his doorway, basically, like and he walked over it, didn't even see it. So he's like not seeing any of these lucky opportunities that are coming across his path. He did another experiment as they're running all of these things past the butcher where he took a group of the people who said that they felt lucky and took them off to the like a carnival where there were a bunch of carnival games and they could win prizes. And he said, I'm just curious. I want to see if after they pat the dog, he's like, I just want to see, like, did we magically create this lucky dog? What happens? And he's like, I was so surprised to see that they did win like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, but what I noticed was they played longer and they concentrated harder. Oh. And he's like, because I think they were focused on, I'm lucky. I'm supposed to win. I'm going to make this happen. The best one, my favorite little experiment that they did between people who thought they were lucky and who people who didn't was they took a different set, a pair of people. They were both business owners that owned pubs near one another. And one of them believed in luck and thought that she was a lucky person and the other one did not. And then they had a woman who had her car right in between those businesses so that both business owners would walk right past, have a flat tire. So she stopped both of those people and asked to help with the flat tire. And when she stopped them, a quite famous in the UK comedian, his name's Jason Manford, got out of the car as well and was like, can you help us? And the initial man who did not believe in luck said, now there's a garage right around the corner. You guys can just go to that garage. And then the second business owner who did believe in the luck, she was like, yeah, let me, I don't know anything about cars, but I'm going to find somebody that can help you right now. She went off and found somebody. And so he said, you know what? As a thank you, I'm going to come perform at your pub tonight. So they created these lucky circumstances. He tweeted that he was going to be there. There were hundreds of people in this woman's like tiny pub. It was like the most crowded night she's ever had. Ever. They were outside, like through the windows, like pressed up against the windows. She had customers have to come back and help her serve beer at the end of the night. They did so much business that night. And so this was like a lucky circumstance that they created. What all of these situations showed was that if you're not looking for it, And if you don't believe that you are lucky, that you're just going to walk past it or you're going to say no to it. It was like the coolest video to watch and the most eye opening for me because I have spent my whole life saying I am unlucky. I 
said that to you. I have said that mm-hmm. to you multiple times. I'm like, I am just unlucky. That's just, that's just my life. <laughs> yeah. I never realized it was harmful until right. now, like exactly. literally right now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I want to make clear, like I've had a lot of stuff happen to me. And so has Amy, like we have had a lot of trauma. We've had a lot of big things that happen. I don't believe that those are part of lucky circumstances. I believe that's part of life. I think when, at least when I'm talking about this lucky mind frame, I'm talking about more about opportunities that are presented to you and whether or not you can see them and embrace them and go for them. Not whether or not you end up with cancer or, you know, people dying or whatever. It's like, (laughs) and and I was going to, I was going to bring that up because we did talk about how, you know, there are people coming back and saying, no, lucky girl syndrome, believing in luck is just toxic positivity and it's racist and it's ableist and it's all these things because you can't luck away cancer and luck away mental illness and all of these things. No shit, Sherlock. Right. Like, I know that. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. Like, I know that it's not because of luck that, you know, Sarah got cancer and it's not because of luck that my husband died. That right. has nothing. That's not. That's not what I'm talking about. Like exactly. And and I I think people are missing the points when they are feeling like this is so harmful. I just I think they're completely overthinking it. So I just want to note one more thing about this video, and I really encourage you to go watch it. We're gonna link it in the show notes so that you can watch it yourself. I know I'm giving away a lot of the big points of it, but it still is very impactful. Darren Brown took a video surveillance to the butcher to show him all of these opportunities that he missed. And when he was able to look at that and see that he had, he himself had either turned down or just didn't even see these opportunities that were literally put directly in front of him because he believed he didn't have luck, it turned his entire perspective around. And he actually said at the end, when opportunities come along, I'm going to take the opportunities. That's the difference. Because I watched a bunch of TED Talks too, so I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but it's like whether or not you take the risk, either if it's a small risk or a big risk. But that was sort of what he was saying. Yeah, I really feel differently. I think after after this conversation and after all of this, like looking and research and things that we've been thinking about. And I know you can't really call like a deep dive into TikTok research. And I get that. (laughs) I'm not an idiot. Like I understand, but I'm just trying to get like all the perspectives. So that kind of, that kind of lends itself to a couple of the TED talks that I listened to. And one of them was a gentleman who said, do people get what they deserve? Right. So that kind of lends itself to what we're talking about in terms of the big things that could happen to you that are bad. No, they don't, because there isn't any guarantee in life. Like they're just that's just how it is. If I say to myself, like, I'm just going to work really, really hard and I'm going to follow all the rules and do all the things and I'm going to have this happy marriage and a continued career and education and, you know, all these things. Um, No. Because that's not how life works. Like you, even if you follow the rules and even if you do, there's no guarantee of anything. Luck is defined as success or failure apparently caused by chance. Did you listen to that one? Did you watch her? I did. I did. So I loved her and I wanted to go take her classes, but I don't think I I can get into Harvard or wherever she was. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll apply and the luck will happen. There we go gotta take the risk she said luck is rarely a lightning strike and when i think about that she says it's more like the wind and in 
the framework of all of the talks that I listened to, I was thinking about our books, our podcasts, and this part of our life. So that was kind of where I was when I was watching all of these things. Not necessarily like, I don't know, my health, you know, that sort of stuff, right? And so she was talking about how there's three things that you can do that can help you possibly have some better luck. And really it's, it's, you know, what it reminds me of Sarah is when Brene Brown talks about being in the arena. Yes, it does. It is very basically like, get your ass in the arena or else don't complain about the fact that it didn't happen. So be willing to take small risks and there is a series of small risks that are eventually going to create this thing that could happen this luck and she tells these stories and I'll link it as well I don't think it's necessary for me to get into it but this idea of this series of no's no 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 but you still take the risk no 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 and then how that no can then end up into a yes that you didn't even expect it wasn't really the opportunity you were looking for but it's better than all the opportunities you thought you wanted and so taking a series of small risks like just continually doing it regardless of the fact that you're getting like rejected or told no The second one was changing your relationship with others and thanking people for opportunities no matter what, no matter what the circumstance was, no matter what the ending of a relationship was. We all know that I left my horrendous job. My sister said, you should send her a thank you card, like in joking, but like I really seriously should have because like it has been the biggest blessing ever. Right. And so like opportunities that suck can lead to opportunities that are just so much better that you would not have ever had or seen had you not had that. So closing the circle, thank you, you know, and it could be even much more positive than that. It could be that like someone rejects your book proposal and you say, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for, you know, taking a look. I appreciate your time or something like that. She said that the winds of luck will sway and sometimes this appreciation will come back to you in a way that maybe was not a yes, but a different yes. And then changing your relationship with ideas. I I will tell that story because I thought that story was pretty cool. Do you know the restaurant? Yeah, that was cool. I liked that. So she had her class come up with a bunch of the best ideas for a restaurant that they could and then come up with the worst ideas and so she took all of the best ideas and ripped them up in front of them and she was like okay bye and then she redistributes the bad ideas and she says okay now you need to make a successful business plan and a and a successful restaurant out of these bad ideas and they were horrible it was like a restaurant in a dump or a restaurant with like the worst servers and what was it like health codes and all of these things were wrong and believe it or not you know these students did come up with amazing ideas of ways to take that idea twist it and really make it unique and different and something never would have thought of had they not looked at it as a possible positive as a possible good idea so changing your relationship with ideas like if we have an idea and it's like totally out there and somebody's like you're nuts for that like that can't possibly happen that's probably like a good idea that you should keep going with (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) when she said that ideas are neither good nor bad but you have to look at the ideas through the lens of possibility and I was like damn 
I would never, I would be like, if somebody was like, that's a terrible idea, I would have been like, no. Right. I know. Can I tell a really embarrassing story that makes me feel like a horrible human being? And I'm going to just lay it out there for you all so you all can think I'm a horrible human being too. Um, sure. I don't know what the right answer is to that. Sure. Tell us why you suck. Okay. I suck because in about 2007, actually it was probably before that. Let's go with even the like 2003, 2004. My husband said to me, you know, it would be a really good idea if people could call me and order food from places that don't deliver and I would go and pick that food up and take it to them for a fee and a tip. And I was like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So ladies and gentlemen, my husband came up with DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, all of those like 15 years ago. And his wife just shit on it and shit that on was it. the end of it. And he's like, oh, wah, wah. And I feel like an asshole. And I think that... I'm sorry, Randy. I'm publicly apologizing to you for that. Does he bring it up? Yeah, he does. Of course yeah, he does. I mean, I mean, I would too. Because like, he's like, I could have been a fucking millionaire and here I am actually working for Grubhub. Right. Thanks, Sarah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I trust me, I have had major moral dilemma. Like, I feel like a complete asshole. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. Don't let anybody shit on your ideas. If it's somebody tells you it's a bad idea, like Amy said, that's probably a sign to keep going with it. So I think I want to, like, move into how this is very similar to manifestation. I mean, obviously, you guys are not you know stupid out there you've already decided like and figured it out yourself and connected those dots right very similar that luck is believing you're lucky because you see the opportunity and just like the butcher like that really was a good visual for me to say like I bet you I'm missing things by being so damn ass negative every single time I walk down the street or I think about something if you think you're lucky it's almost like you become lucky because you see things you wouldn't have seen otherwise Yes. Another thing that I read was believing you are lucky makes you never afraid to fail. So if you think you're lucky, like if I think like I'm just like incredibly lucky, then I'm going to believe full hearted that my book is going to be published and well received. That's right. right. So yes. it just will be probably what that's going to do if we want to break it down. It's going to make me finish it. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to make me edit it in a different way. It's going to make me take a risk to send it to whoever. You know, it's when I believe and I can and I really truly believe in my heart, like I am so lucky that this book is just going to blow up, you know, well, it's not going to blow up if I don't do it. So there is the, yeah. there is the part of like, you know, hard work still is part of this guy's like, you can't just like be like, I want to be famous and just kind of sit around like that <laughs> probably isn't going to happen. Can we insert the clip of Kim Kardashian right here? Please do. <laughs> Where she's like, people just need to get up off their ass and work. No, let's not actually. It's like nobody wants to work anymore. So I ran into a uh, neuroscientist on TikTok. I saw this. Are you going to talk about the science? Are mm-hmm. you going to make me happy? Yes, I'm so oh, I'm so excited. I'm, I love I'm the really, science. I'm really, really pissed off that you saw it because I wanted to bring you science and make oh, you happy. I know. I need to, you know what? We need like Sarah's science corner every episode. <laughs> I love that idea, actually. <laughs> Oh, thanks. You didn't shit on my idea. Thank you. No, I think it's a fantastic idea. (laughs) We'll talk about the dumb thing that I did, and then we'll talk about your science. (laughs) And 
Amy's first. <laughs> Tried to make a fire. Okay. So, so there is science behind this and it's she talks about the reticular activating system and it's called RAS for short if you want to know. Which I fucking love. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it sorts all the information that comes into your brain. So I thought this was fascinating. 11 million pieces of information come in at any moment. And your brain can only process 26. Right? So That's it's just filled- incredible to me. Like, incredible. What a, what a like wild-ass number of pieces of information to come into your brain like are we serious absolutely but then when i was like how is that even possible but i was like i guess everything is considered information like including like the color of the star that's behind me is like a piece of information that's going into my brain you know what i mean even as you're talking yeah you're filtering it out like that's not what i'm talking about so i'm not going to say that you know that sort of thing exactly and so talking about and this goes along with what everybody says about your morning ass routine, right? Don't get on your phone, meditate, you know, move your body, read something inspirational, whatever. Because whatever you wake up and think first, like, fuck, I'm so late. Or like, I'm the worst, I'm an idiot, I overslept, or whatever it is. Or this day is gonna suck. Then your brain knows to filter information and only leave those things. So you're only, your brain is only looking for things that are like, why you're an idiot, why you're late and why this day is going to blow. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I just love the idea of thinking about how it can like this, like selectiveness and I get to choose the filter. Every day we wake up, we get to choose the filter. I love that. When you think like this, you raise your vibration. We know that when you raise your vibration, you're met with those experiences, people, opportunities. And so when you're living up there, nobody can see me. (laughs) (laughs) When you're living up here, uh, my hand is up above my head. um, (laughs) Then you're presented with different types of people, opportunities, experiences, those sort of things. And so all of this together is to say that like, why not just fucking say, I'm lucky. What do you have to lose? Yes, that is my whole thing with this is like, why not? If you think it's bullshit, so what? Just keep telling yourself, I'm the luckiest person in the world. Everything works out for me. And I woke up this morning and that was the first thing I told myself. I was like, everything just works out for me. I am the luckiest girl alive. And I said it to myself the whole time I was showering while I was brushing my teeth. And just as I was getting ready, I was like, I'm just going to keep repeating this to myself as much as I possibly can. And I have to tell you, nothing significantly lucky happened to me, but I did have a difficult day in terms of some things that are going on in my personal life. I had a really hard phone call to take, but I took that phone call in a really different light than I would have Mm -hmm. if I had woke up and said, oh my God, I know that this phone call is coming today. I know I'm going to have to talk through this really difficult thing and I don't want to do that. And I have had trouble in the past with being able to hold my emotions in. Not that I want to do that. We've talked about releasing, but like this was a professional conversation that I was having with some administration people. And I don't want to break down and start crying when I'm talking about, you know, some really important things. And that's happened to me on multiple occasions where I break down and start crying because I feel like I just can't help it. But I didn't. I was able to maintain my composure. I spoke through everything with Mm -hmm. ease. I spoke through it with eloquence even and when I hung up I was like 
that went really well. And it was just wild to me. I'm just now kind of putting together the, the pieces that, yeah, yeah. I changed and the I, frame of mind of thinking around what was going to happen also today. Changed whatever you were giving off. Like you don't know what you don't know, like that's behind the scenes that maybe is already working out for you in other areas. Like right. it is a wild, wild theory. And I get that, but I also think like, why the fuck not now along with the toxic positivity that people are coming back at? I think that one of the important things to say is, and I, I don't, we don't need to say this to our listeners. I would feel like I wasn't being responsible if I didn't say this. So someone gets really bad news about their health or their family's health, or they, someone passes away and dies. You know, we've talked to you a lot about what to say, what not to say, and this is this has no space in that space. There is zero room for this when that occurs. This is a different level of life, um, different part of life. And as you're going through emotions, you have to feel those negative emotions because, you know, I couldn't just say when these hor- this horrible shit at my job happened, the injustice, I'll just call it that. I couldn't say like, oh, but I'm going to thank her. I'm going to thank him like this is going because I'm the luckiest girl alive. I'm sorry. I couldn't do that. Um, Sorry. I had to feel those negative emotions first. I had to cry. I had to be so fucking mad. I had to feel it. And I had to work through that to then have the perspective of like, I'm really lucky. Like, I am so lucky. But that doesn't mean that I was being negative or whatever, not believing in luck because I was mad and sad feel that shit mm-hmm. because otherwise it's going to come back to bite you in the ass later you know yeah definitely this is my last point actually I mean you all know that I love Abraham Hicks and this quote is what got me through that time and it's so relevant right now as well and I used to say this to myself all day long through the tears and through all of that and it's things are always working out for me no matter how it looks at any given point in time And I would just say that over and over again until I believed it, you know, and I don't think I believed it until I was out of it. So it's not like I'm some fucking like strong ass, like evolved person. It was just it got me through. And I love how it's all tying itself together. Yeah. I mean, I think that if we just change the lens through which we're looking and try to see things from a different perspective, that it will help change the way we live our lives. And like I said, you know. Nothing particularly lucky happened to me today, but my day went so much better than it really could have just because of the way I looked at the situation. Very, very, very briefly, my son is having trouble at school. We were addressing it with the administration, and so we're trying to get things worked out. And I thought, this poor kid, you know, initially I'm like, this poor kid, you know, what what are we going to do with him or for him? But then I thought, maybe this is just going to work out for either something's going to happen and the whole school is going to benefit from something, you know, that comes out of it or some other opportunity for my son is going to come up and he's going to be able to take advantage of that and really be able to thrive. And so yeah. changing the perspective of it and and looking at it in that way definitely changed my day today and how it, it worked out with me speaking with administration. It is interesting when you look at everything with that lens. It really does shift things. Yeah, I didn't have a very good day, I wouldn't say, but I had a moment where I like I walked. Did you know you can walk to Walnut Street from my office? 
No, that's awesome. I didn't know either, but I had a meeting um, at a coffee shop and I walked there in like four minutes and I was like, I am the luckiest girl ever <laughs> because like, you know, I was like, I could go to a yoga class in the middle of the day yeah. or meet somebody for lunch or whatever, only because this lucky girl thing was on my mind. And it just made me think like, oh my gosh, like this is normally I would have just been like, whatever, like it's rainy yeah. and gross and nasty out. I don't know. I just, I think you should all try it. Give it a whirl. Spend a couple days telling yourself you're the luckiest person in the world and report back to us. We would love just to Just let it. us know what happens. Yeah. It could be small, tangible things. Um, I will tell one more quick story is that we lost those tickets to hairspray that i told you we went to last time anyways we lost those tickets i didn't lose them my daughter <laughs> lost them and she doesn't ever lose anything and i felt terrible because she was beating herself up all this shit so we happened to find the lucky girl thing at the same time on tiktok and so we were like let's just do it and so they had already called to see if they could get new tickets they said no all of these things and so we were like let's just say it so we said it for like a good 24 hours and then I happened to call and leave a message they called me back they were like no problem just come pick them up and I was like wait the last lady said we had to get a letter that was on letterhead and then this and then it was just too late for anything and then she's like I don't know what you're talking about but just do it it's fine it's because you were telling yourself that so you took the risk of after already being told no you were like I'm gonna take the risk and I'm gonna ask again and you did and it panned out and but I if was you like, hadn't Gosh. taken the risk, if you'd have just accepted the no and been like, meh, oh, well, this sucks, then you wouldn't have gotten them. But because I believed I was lucky. Yes. <laughs> you were like, I'm lucky. So I'm going to call one more time. We're going to figure this out. And it just worked out. <laughs> so good morning, America. Here we come. I'm that lucky. <laughs> or good morning, Amy and Sarah. <gasps> Even better. <laughs> Even better better it'll have like eight viewers on like the pbs times like you know pbs like 18 or something like it's the back channel <laughs> oh my god i think that i told you i found some old stuff from high school and middle school yeah i completely had forgotten that i was the news broadcaster um so I, was i i was the anchor on our news station so on what the is what school. is what is why are we doing we're podcasting doing that? that's similar i know but i want to i want people <laughs> to see my face Just i don't <laughs> i'll keep myself on the radio my dad was in radio for 45 years and one of his favorite dad jokes was you have a face for radio i was like oh no, my god yeah. you're so funny hey sarah <laughs> you have a face for radio <laughs> You can be like, ditto. Fuck off, man. So Sarah's already apologized to Randy, and I feel like I can't, in good consciousness, let this go to air without apologizing to Mike. When oh, I no. met him, When I met him, I was like, this is an interesting human being. Um, I was just more fascinated by him than anything. I was just like, I just don't, under like, I was just like, I couldn't figure him out. Like, there are no two more opposite people in this world than Amy and Mike. Seriously. It's true. I've never met anyone like this, and you're kind of, like, so different. That's a nice way to put it, right? So... <laughs> I just wanted to understand him. Never planned anything. Never really thought anything through. Like, never worried. He didn't worry about anything. Anything at all. It just always works out. He's like, I'm really, really lucky. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I'm just really lucky. And it always works out with tickets, parking spaces, jobs, all the things. I'm shameful for saying that, but like, I was an asshole about it. I was like, that is toxic positivity. And... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I basically like broke that luckiness out of him and I'm trying to like reinstill it. I'm like, remember, remember how you used to, I know I was wrong. I was like, can you bring it back? Aww. And and it, it's because I didn't know any better. And you know, mm. you, what you don't know, you don't know. And I also was coming out of a lot of bad things. I was coming out of, you know, I still probably had some LuLaRoe stains on me or something too. And I was also a realist because I lived in this life that was so real because I, you know, of bipolar disorder and suicide. And it was just like, I just wasn't in a headspace of like, no, luck is bullshit. Like life just sucks kind of a thing. You know what I mean? And so, but he truly was, you know, ahead of all the trends. He had it. He had the luck. He had, he believed it and it did happen for him. And I just really hope that, you know, that he can like get that back. That's my public apology to Michael. Oh, Mike, you are the luckiest dude. Cause I just, every time we'd go anywhere and he would say, he's like, don't worry, it'll work out for us. Cause I am really lucky. And it would just like it over like does. small things, like silly things, like getting a table to getting a table. Like, that's yeah, that's things, one of the big ones. Never yeah. makes a reservation. Always gets a table. Yeah, like he just how I don't know in places that you normally can't, and like you know he just when we were in New Orleans, even like everything yeah. everything worked out seriously, like perfectly. It was wild. It was perfect, mm-hmm. and I truly and we even said we're like we're always traveling with you yes, because it was we just did. like it just did. Yeah, and so I really hope that you know this episode and just like talking about it, I hope it brings it back because. Man, I feel like poop for that one. So you are lucky. You are the luckiest person. Yes. And you should be that person again. But you, listener, you are super lucky. And we can't wait to hear about your luck once you try this out and then leave us a voicemail. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, my gosh. That would... But you know what? We are the luckiest. Yeah, we so are. So we are going to get voicemails. It's happening. It is. And we are the luckiest that you are listening right now. Yeah. Because we wouldn't still be on the air if you weren't listening. So we're so lucky to have this intimate group of warriors that just hangs with us every week. We're so thankful for you. And we wouldn't be able to do this without you. We hope you have a wonderful week and that you get some amazing luck coming your way. Please remember to stay wild. And weird warriors, we love you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. Warrior, warrior. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.